Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast on all things magic and pop culture. What's new? What's going on? What's going on? Um, I don't know. It's a cold and rainy day here in Seattle. What else is new? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so we have some exciting news. We do. We've been working hard, burning the midnight oil. Yes, we have. Actually, so, more you than me, but... I wasn't going to say anything. No, <laughs> just, I wasn't going to mention that, but... We've been working... We've all been working very hard. Mm-hmm. So we now have... Drum roll, please. Oh, I don't know. That was nice. That's not a really good drum. That was good. (laughs) A for effort. Um, We now have a website. Yay, for Uncle Bob's. UncleBob'sMagicCabinet.com. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And we also have a Patreon. That is awesome. So, if you like what we do here and you want to show some support, most people don't know, like, this is not our job. No. We're not making a living off of this. No, we are not. This is this is uh, our passion. Our, it's our passion. Our joy. Yes. Yeah. And maybe explain what a Patreon is because, you know. So Patreon is uh, a website and the link uh, to ours will be in our show notes of wherever you are listening. So mm-hmm. make sure to check it out. You can go and you can pay um, a monthly fee and you get extras. So there is. Extras of us. Extras of us. Because <laughs> I know you want more. <laughs> this isn't enough. This right here, not enough. You're One gonna, hour a week. You're going to need more. <laughs> so uh, there are different levels, and for each level, you get different things. So you can get bloopers and behind the scenes and uh, merch mm-hmm, that is mm-hmm. exclusive to your level and uh, a, an extra episode a month. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I know. So for those of you that watch us on YouTube, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> you tearing my words. <laughs> Got a British accent out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, on YouTube. On YouTube, you'll notice that we have a new logo. We have a new logo. Yes. And uh, who did this logo? Because so it's fabulous. Her name is Dawn Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been following her for a while. We're friends. Yes. We love her work. Um I just like drool over mm-hmm. her page. Yeah. Um, she is uh, on Instagram at Dawn Aquarius. So make sure to check yeah, her out. Yeah, check her out. But we loved the original logo. I drew the original yes. logo, but I am not ashamed to admit that it needed a little oomph. A little you oomph. Know? Well, she sure did give it. She, oh my God. She like, girl, you look good. Hey, you look good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, right? she, she drew my hat. I know. And she drew your earrings. I know. <laughs> look awesome. I know. So if you want to see our new logo, Go to the website, follow our social media, grab yourself a sweatshirt. All of the money from the sweatshirt sales and from the Patreon sales will go to making the show better, you know, upping our YouTube game, upping our audio equipment, Mm -hmm. you know, hopefully getting some guests on whenever it's safe to do so. And, you know, hopefully one day making this our full-time career. Yeah. 
So working nine to five. Working nine to five. Don't nope. sue me. Nope. <laughs> Dolly, don't come at me. I didn't sing it long enough. <laughs> <laughs> don't come at me. So check out those links. Yes. Um, if you, you know, you're not into shopping with us, please shop small this holiday season. Yeah. Okay. Because when this when this drops, it's Black it's Friday. Black Friday. So shop small. Small Business Saturday. Cyber Monday. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it's been a hard year for small businesses, and we were not, you know, excluded from that. That is correct. Um. So if you were going to shop this year, if you can afford to, we know it's been hard for everyone. Make sure you're, you know, shopping small and local. Small businesses. Yeah. Yeah, I love awesome. it. Okay, there's my spiel. There's your spiel. I love it. Okay, great. Uh, do you just want to jump in or what? Do you? Hey, I think we got a lot to talk about today. Do we? Yeah. All right. <coughs> oh. <laughs> you can leave that in. Fuck it. Great. I don't care. <laughs> we all know by now that I burp. Okay, everyone does it. Get over it. <laughs> right. That was like more like a belch <laughs> We all know Leanne is known for her ladylike qualities. I am so prim and proper. <laughs> okay. I am going to talk about Elf today. <laughs> I love that. Because when this airs, it's after Thanksgiving, you know, that holiday that we act like doesn't really exist yeah. because it's built on shitty, you know, yeah. we don't like it. Right. Um, so it's time for Christmas. It's time for Christmas. And what is more magical? It's the most magical time of the year. The most, ma- no. I was nope. going to sing a little it's ditty. wonderful, <laughs> wonderful time of the year. Yeah, but I was going to make it my own. No. Oh, okay. Okay. But we're going to talk about Elf, and I know that everyone has seen this movie, so I'm going to just like- Have they though? I, I think. Do you? It's All a very right. popular movie. Okay. I don't know. We're going to see. I'm going to just run through the mm-hmm. kind of gist of the movie, and then my topic today is like the history of Elves. I love that. Okay, so please stick around because it is a fun topic. Yes. <laughs> okay. I think that's great. I'm excited to learn. Okay. Yay. So Elf came out in 2003, mm-hmm. and it is considered a family-slash-comedy movie. It, it's got some good chuckles in it. It I laugh all the time. I watch it like 50 times a holiday season. <laughs> so You do. I do. Um, it was directed by John Favreau. John Favreau. John Favreau. Yeah. And he's in it. He's the doctor. <laughs> but... Who feeds the cotton balls or whatever. Yeah. He starts eating cotton balls. Some, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so the cast is Will Ferrell as Buddy the Elf. And I don't think we've talked about this. Maybe yeah. we have. I could, you know, will anything Will Ferrell does is hilarious to me. Yeah, you love Will Ferrell. You have since you were a kid. He's fucking, like, hysterical. Um, Anchorman, I thought, was the funniest movie when I was growing up. You loved Anchorman. I loved Anchorman. Um, I loved his SNL. So, of course, I loved mm-hmm. Elf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you loved him so much. We had a Will Ferrell cake made for you for your birthday. I did have a birthday cake shaped like Will Ferrell. I'm, good. I'm a little embarrassed to admit that. Good. But it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, Zoe Deschanel as Jovi. I love Zoe Deschanel. Me too. And she's so cute in this she movie. Is. Mm-hmm. Um, James Caan as Walter Hobbs. And we love James Caan from The Godfather. Yes. Oh. Only one. He doesn't make it any further. Well, way to spoil it for everyone that hasn't seen the fucking Godfather. No, I'm just kidding. He doesn't make it past number one. Okay, anyway. Ed Asner as Santa Claus. Yes. And Bob Newhart as Pop Elf. Oh, Bob Newhart. Yeah. I don't... I don't know who he is. Oh, my gosh. He goes way back. He had his own show. It was the Bob Newhart show. God, really? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I know him as Pop Elf. (laughs) So (laughs) that's where. (laughs) That's all. That's all the further it goes. Yep. 
Okay, so here's the rundown. And like I said, I know most people have probably seen this movie. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to go into every little detail. Don't come at me. Yeah. Okay. A little baby sneaks into Santa's sack. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Dirty. Anyway. Anyway. The word word sack makes me giggle a little bit. (laughs) Ignore me. Okay. A little baby sneaks into Santa's sack. He he, on Christmas as he is delivering presents to an orphanage. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Back at the North Pole when he gets home, the baby climbs out and the elves are like, what the fuck? Who what are do you? we do with this? Yeah. What is this? Mm-hmm. And they all decide that the baby can stay. Oh, cute. Okay. Uh, Papa Elf adopts him and they name him Buddy the Elf because his little diaper said like Buddy Diapers. Yeah. Okay. It was like the, the diaper company. Right. So they name him Buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, fla- so that's, you know, the spiel. Then we flash forward to Buddy all grown up. And I, w- I need you to picture Will Ferrell as an adult male. It's hilarious in an elf costume. <laughs> in an elf costume. I my f- favorite is when he's in the in the shower because everything's <laughs> elf size and he's just like he's you like know, too big. The water. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. So I have that written. He is not the best elf because he's not an elf. Okay, <laughs> um, he isn't fast enough at making toys. And I have a funny story. Yeah, the extra sketches. <laughs> yeah. Um. So me and Lore, uh, you know, we run the the herbal company had which apothecary hey, together yeah and we had like this huge order a few years ago mm-hmm. and we uh, you know i am the planner <laughs> right that's i'm i do the back end yeah. and i was like we have to bag like two thousand bags of tea uh-huh. a day and this 2, is thousand a day this is strict yeah it, it was like a very high order okay yeah <laughs> like total yeah <laughs> so we each had a thousand to bag yeah you were so slow. You were freaking done, and I was on, like, bag two. <laughs> and you kept calling me, buddy. I kept, ca- I kept calling her by the elf. Hey, hey, buddy. How many how many bags of tea did you bag today? <laughs> uh, 45? <laughs> so, I always would be at the end of the day. I'm like, you want to take some of mine? <laughs> I did. I'm always like, just give me the fucking bags of tea. No. <laughs> oh, my God. So just call Lore Buddy the Elf from now on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have written here, he's too big for everything. So he like is. you said, the shower, like the chairs, because elves are small. Yeah. And he is a human, <laughs> an adult male. <laughs> uh, but he believes he's an elf. He does. He doesn't know that he's a human. I don't know how he doesn't know that. But until one day, he overhears the other elves talking about how he is, in fact, a human. And it's Ralphie from A Christmas Story. It is. Yes. I hate that movie. You do. I do. I don't know how that's even possible. We're not even going to go into that. It is not my favorite Christmas movie. It is one thing that we differ on because I want a leg lamp and I like to watch 24 hours of A Christmas Story on Christmas Day. It's like my nightmare. That is... The bomb. That is the bomb. I disagree. Nope. I know. I kind of feel bad that I don't like it. I know. I don't like. I, don't I should. Know how that's possible. I don't know either. Ugh. Okay. So uh, obviously he's like, "What the fuck do you mean? I'm a human. <laughs> I'm wearing the elf costume. I'm totally an elf." He's completely. He is in. He's denial. crushed. He is crushed. <laughs> yes. Uh, Papa Elf explains everything to him um, that you know he climbed in Santa's sack. He he and encourages him to go find his father, uh, who is a human mm-hmm. and who uh, lives in New York City. Mm-hmm. But he has no idea that Buddy was ever even born. Right. Okay. So the dad and and Buddy's mom were a couple. She got pregnant and she had the baby without ever telling Buddy's right. dad. 
Okay, so it's not like he's a total piece of shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, he is on the naughty list. He is. That's what I said. Before he makes the trip, Santa informs Buddy that his father is on the naughty list. He's Ooh. like, no. <laughs> That's the worst thing for an elf to hear. Come on now. For sure. So Buddy leaves the North Pole and he goes to travel to New York City. Mm -hmm. um, he's obviously, when he gets there, very confused by the regular world. Like, yes. they don't have cars at the North Pole and shit. No. <laughs> so he's when like, he eats the gum on? off the railing, I, it, it curdles my stomach every time. <laughs> I can't unsee it. You're a little bit of a germaphobe. Not that I would eat gum. <laughs> Are you saying that you'd eat chewed up gum stuck to a railing? Absolutely not. I know. You want to take me to the gum wall and I just find that. Yeah, we're in Seattle and I'm like, you have to see the gum wall. It's, you it's know, curling famous. curling my stomach and she's, she's like, right now. I can't do it. See a wall full of I could, chewed up gum. I could at least look at it. Oof. You don't have to touch it. Okay, whatever. <sighs> Moving on. Right. Okay, he finally finds Walter Hobbs, who mm -hmm. is his father. Um, keep in mind that he is still dressed in his elf costume. <laughs> Walking around in That's New York right. City. Yeah. Um, but Walter is like, what are you talking about? Like, you're a, what does he think he is? A Christmas Graham? Yeah. Okay. He's like, <laughs> you're, what are you talking about? Um, so Buddy ends up wandering around New York City and he ends up, I have here at the mall, but where does he end up? Oh, it Gimbal's. It, Macy's, isn't he? Is it? It's Gimbal's. It was supposed oh, to be Macy's, Gimbal's? but Macy's did not want to be part of this film. Oh. Well, ain't that a bitch because Macy's, yeah. <laughs> you really dropped the ball on that. Is Gimbal's still even in business? Is Gimbal's a thing? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, it's always Macy's and Gimbal's. Oh. And if you would have watched the Miracle on 34th Street with me, the OG, you would know that the big store wars is between uh, Macy's and Gimbal's. Well, Gimbal's won because this is like the biggest Christmas movie now. I know, but I don't even know if Gimbal's still exists. No, Maybe. Macy's won. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's kind of sad. Wow. Sad. Sad. Okay. So he ends up at the mall um, and they're putting on like their Christmas display. Mm -hmm. So one of the Santa's workshop, okay, employees thinks that uh, Buddy is actually one of the <laughs> workers because he's dressed up like an elf. <laughs> and everyone that works at Santa's workshop dresses like yeah. an elf. Um, there. So he's just going along with it. He's like, okay, whatever. Um, and he meets Jovi. Who mm -hmm. works at Gimbal's as an elf in the Santa's workshop. So cute. And sparks are flying. Yeah. Are we yeah. paying attention? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the sparks, sparks are flying. Well, for Buddy anyway. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you're kind of weird, but that's fine. <laughs> um, Buddy ends up getting arrested after he mistakes the mall Santa for actual <laughs> Santa. Okay. <laughs> so the Gimbal's guys are like, hey, Santa's coming, you know, prepare. And he's like, fucking Santa. Yeah, that's my best friend. I know him. I know him. And then when the, you know, mall Santa comes and it's clearly not the actual Santa Claus, he's like, you smell like beef and cheese. You're lying. Yes. You sit on a throne of lies. You're not Santa Claus. And they get in a fight and Buddy gets arrested. They call Walter to bail Buddy out of jail. Mm -hmm. um, Walter then realizes that he probably actually is his son because Buddy gave him a picture of Walter and the mom yes. when they were young. Yep. So he's like, well. He's connecting the dogs. He's, you know. <laughs> putting two to two together. Two to two. Two and two. <laughs> I'll be back in two and two. <laughs> two and two. Two and two. That's a good one. Okay. Um, he takes him to the doctor, John Favreau. John Favreau. Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. um, to take a, what's it called? Paternity P test. P paternity test. Yeah. Uh, to make sure that he is actually his son. And wouldn't you fucking know it? Buddy he is his son. He is. 
So Walter decides, all right, I'll give him a chance because he actually is my son. And he asks Buddy to stay with him, his other son, and his wife for the holiday season. But Buddy (laughs) thinks it's for life. (laughs) We're in it for life, dog. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Long story short, they aren't all meshing together because, again, Mm -hmm. Buddy has been raised by elves. (laughs) Yeah, and he's up making... uh the hobby horses. He's, he's up making furniture. crafts. He's, you know, he likes to eat anything sweet. Cool. So he's eating spaghetti and syrup and candy. And they're Ugh. just like, you know, he, they're, he's cutting up all their furniture and making <laughs> shit out yeah. of it. And then he's like, you got to go. Yeah. So um, after ruining one of Walter's business deals, he tells Buddy to, you know, Hit the high road. Yeah. Yeah. Beat it, buddy. You're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, basically. Oh, is no. It's, it's heartbreaking. And he yeah. breaks his heart. He does. And, you know, keep in mind, in the meantime, him and Jovi have gone on, on a date. Yeah. And they love each other. Okay. I know. Isn't that cute? <laughs> yeah. I'm really shortening the story mm-hmm. here. But my favorite part is when Buddy, you know, after he tells him to hit the pavement, Buddy's writing a little note on his Etch-A-Sketch to Walter. And he's like, sorry, I ruined your lives. And crammed 11 cookies into the VCR. <laughs> so dramatic, and I love it. Uh, Buddy is super sad because he feels like he doesn't belong at the North Pole, but he doesn't belong in New York City. In New York City with Walter Hobbs either. Mm-hmm. But just in time, Santa is delivering presents on Christmas Eve, um, and his sleigh runs out of juice. In the Big Apple. In the Big Apple. Yeah. His sleigh runs on Christmas spirit. Okay, um, and there's not enough. The world is depleted. Mm, Good yeah. thing he's not flying this year. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, bitch, you might have a hard time this year. <laughs> Buckle up, baby. <laughs> um, so the gang, okay, works together to bring back the Christmas spirit. So like Buddy mm-hmm. runs into Santa and he's like, Santa, you're slay. And they, you know, they make up a plan yeah. to get the Christmas spirit back up. Yeah, you're not telling the plan. I'm going to give a little bit of it. Uh I'm not going to spoil it. All right, shut it. Okay. Shut it, Mom. Jovi begins to sing on live TV Mm -hmm. a Christmas song because one of the elf roles is the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Of course. So while they're, you know, filming some shit, Jovi's like, I'm popping in here. I'm going to sing a Christmas song. And so then everyone who's watching kind of joins along and there's some Christmas cheer. (laughs) I was trying to spread some cheer because I was singing loud for all to hear. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you sign up for our Patreon, (laughs) uh, any level gets you bloopers. And one of the bloopers is Lore having a little moment. I feel duped. <laughs> I feel duped. I feel I feel like somebody just, you know, did not give me um, all of the, the information. Details. Make yeah. sure to turn the volume way up before you watch that blooper. <laughs> and you're really going to like it. I think you're going to be famous one day. You're, gonna, you're definitely going to become a meme. I say it every week, but now it really might happen. <laughs> So, um, you know, with the plan, you know, they're all singing whatever. Uh, Santa's sleigh begins to lift off. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the movie wraps up with Bunny and Jovi. Ha- Did I say that right? Buddy and Buddy, Jovi. Buddy and Jovi. Yes. You got it. Buddy and Jovi. Uh, happy and together visiting Papa Elf at the North Pole with their new elf little baby. Susie Snowflake. Is that her name? Didn't they call her Susie? I don't think she fucking had a name. <laughs> What? She didn't have a name. I thought they called her Little Susie Snowflake. <laughs> when? Maybe I dreamt about that. Jake, fact check. <laughs> Did you just make that up? 
No, I thought this was her, this was her name was. <laughs> her, yeah, her name is Susie. Yes, when I did feel, they say that? I feel validated. Does Papa Elf fucking say that? Have I se- I've seen this movie like times? <laughs> a trillion times and I I've never like, I've always known her name was Susie Snowflake. Is it Snow is it Susie Snowflake or is it just it's fucking from the Susie? Song. Here comes Susie Snowflake and they named her Susie cuz they love Christmas carols. Okay. Okay. You know what? <laughs> We're going to move on. <laughs> I'm feeling a little upset. <laughs> How many times have I watched this movie? All right. Anywho, Susie Snowflake is born and everyone lives happily ever after. I'm cutting out a lot of funny moments. It's a very cute movie. It's so funny. You have to watch it around the holidays. We watch it, like I said, I'm not even kidding, like Mm. at least five times. Um, Everyone we know watches it. It's hilarious. I remember when this came out, it was like the thing. If you had not seen Elf and you couldn't quote it, Mm -hmm. you were not in the in crowd. Yeah. I think Elf might be like um, White Christmas is mine. Elf is yours. Yeah, like I watch White Christmas. Like I don't know how. Many I mean, times I have my staples, season. but I feel like I mean, how old was I when this was released? We're not going to try to do math again, Jacob. <laughs> you just tell me. It was two thousand three. I was born in nineteen ninety three. Ten. Oh. <laughs> You know when that last digit is in common? <laughs> uh, I'm not even kidding. You better cut that fucking shit. Nope. Nope. Oh. That stays. <laughs> again, we realize Leanne does not know how to do math. Like, I, again, I, I swear I'm smart. Like, Jake wouldn't be with me if I wasn't. But for some reason, numbers... Okay, anyway, I was fucking 10. God damn it. Oh, my Lord. I'm really, I'm really losing some, like, cold points here. Oh, my. I was 10. And this was the shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like everyone that grew up when this movie came, came out, out... Oh, my God. Like, you... And but even like your generation loves it. Mm-hmm. It's I hilarious. Love this movie, yeah. Um. So anywho, that is Elf. My lesson today is the history of elves. Fascinating. But, but more so, like how elves got entwined with Christmas. Yeah. Okay. So it's a fun lesson. I'm excited. And I had to use like elves pop up in pop culture all the time, and I'm gonna you know make a note of that. But this to me, like this is my mm-hmm. favorite. So yeah. I had to had to do it. Okay, the history of elves. Elves, fairies, and leprechauns are closely related in folklore. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I did know that. I didn't know they were closely related to fairies, but I guess I'm not that smart, as remember we just that, saw. Remember that movie we used to watch, Leprechaun? Yeah, I love that movie. And there it's were a lot of fairies in there. You're right, you're right. Fairies and leprechauns and yeah. You're right. So uh, elves originate from Germanic mythology. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm surprised. Are you? Yeah, I thought it would have been like Irish. Whales. Hmm. Well, I mean, I think it's prominent there too, but this is where it originated. Well, that's exciting. Um, They are associated mainly with the element of earth. Mm -hmm. I do know that. And you're a little earth baby. You're Virgo over there. I love my elves and gnomes. Yep. So uh, they appear in many cultures and lores, uh, including Celtic. There you go. Mm -hmm. Norse and Scandinavian. Mm -hmm. Um, They are recognized by their sharp facial features and are usually represented by earth tones. So green, uh, browns, Browns. yeah, Mm -hmm. tan, beige, 
Yes. <laughs> Your color palette sounds boring to me. <laughs> <laughs> My color palette, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they are depicted as very tall. Other times they are depicted as very short. Mm-hmm. So that kind of differs. Um, they hold supernatural powers and are known to be very, very smart. That is like their key feature is right. they are very smart. Uh, they know lots about herbs, plants. See, that's why uh, Maybe I you're an elf. Them. Maybe. Oh, my God. Um, and they know everything about the universe as a whole. Mm-hmm. So, like, they are all-knowing. I love that. Yes. Okay. There are good elves and bad elves. This is important. Mm-hmm. Just like people. Good elves will protect you from harm while the bad elves are very mischievous. Okay. Yes. Is it mischievous or mischievous? Both. Tomato, tomato. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Now I have to check. Aren't okay. the mischievous ones called sprites? Maybe? No? That's a fairy. Oh, it's a sprite of fairy. Yes. All right. Well, there you go. So they are known to give you nightmares, and they like kind of like fairies do. Mm-hmm. They fiddle with your shit. Ooh, move stuff. Yes. So famous elves include Legolas from Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. which is Jake's favorite, and one day we're going to get him on here talking about Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, Dobby from Harry Potter is an oh, elf. Oh my gosh, he's so cute. Yes, Hermie from Rudolph. Yes. Uh, Puck from A Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm. The Keebler elf. Yeah, he bakes <laughs> cookies in the tree. He fucking bakes cookies in the tree, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and they were good. wonder if they're acorn cookies. The fudge? No, they were fudgy. <laughs> they were very fudgy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, elves can also be seen in the Santa Claus, which is another one of our favorite mm-hmm. Christmas movies. Um, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, The Legend of Zelda, and uh, take your pick. Yeah, okay. on and on and on, on and on and on. So, how the fuck did elves become synonymous with Christmas? Yeah, was my question going with into this, Mister Claus. Mister Claus. So, uh, it is a relatively recent thing. Occurring in the 19th century. Mm -hmm. Um, So Scandinavian lore, like I said earlier, which was important, good elves versus bad elves, Mm -hmm. right? This is where this becomes a thing. Um, Elves in Scandinavian lore watched over your home. And if you were good, they would protect you. Okay. But if you were naughty or bad, they would be bad and naughty towards you. Ooh. So Mm -hmm. um, the idea was kind of there that they were like, keeping an eye on you. Okay. Um, in Iceland, the Yule Lads. Ooh. Fun. New band name, I call it. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> I love it. Um, the Yule Lads are 13 mischievous or mischievous elves that either play tricks on children or leave them little gifts depending on their behavior hmm. during the 13 nights leading up to Christmas. So, again, the idea that was there that elves watched over people to see if they were behaving good or bad. Okay. Okay. So, uh, we know the the story of Santa Claus is that he's watching you to see if you're yeah. good or bad. Naughty or nice. Yes. So, there's that connection there. Um, a Visit from Santa Claus was a poem written by, oh boy, Clement Clark. No. <laughs> Clement. <laughs> Clement Clark Moore. We're going to go with that. And Clement, it, Clement C. Mork. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not from Mork. So? Not Mork from Mork. <laughs> oh you want to try? Talk. You're trying to come Clement with me. Clement C. Moore. Yeah. Clement C. Moore. Not Seymour, like from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> little shop of horrors. We've really gone off Clement C. More. Is that not what I said? I go. <laughs> you called him Clark, and that threw me. No, I said Clement. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's Clement. Um, it was written in fucking 1823. Yeah. I'm not going to do that math. It was a long time ago. But didn't he write Twas the Night Before Christmas? Yeah. So A Visit from Santa Claus was the poem, but then it turned into A Night Before Christmas, which is the story we all know. And in that story, he actually referred to St. Nicholas as an elf. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of where the first connection between... Christmas from from my research I hope I'm not like butchering this right um that was like one of the first connections okay Okay. that kind of kicked off this like rampant association between elves and Christmas he called him a jolly old elf yeah Yeah. um and you began to see uh elves popping up in Christmas stories and Christmas paintings and all of that really after that story and that solidified elves as Santa's helpers oh that's so cool yeah, so that's the history of elves and elves and Christmas. I love it. Isn't that kind that of fun? That's very interesting, yeah. What yeah. do you think about that? I think that's pretty cool. What exactly are their magical powers, though? Did you read anything about that? From my understanding, they are just, like, they're wit. Like, uh, they are incredibly smart. Okay. Um, I mean, Jake, you know more about the Lord of the Rings elves. They're like, aren't they, like, the superior being? I wouldn't say superior, okay. but uh, <laughs> long life would be another one. Longevity? Yeah, longevity, long life. Immortality. Hmm. Okay. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeers, I mean, that tells you how the elves came to play there because they found they found him. They found, yeah. They were the toy makers, the great toy makers to the king. I don't think that's accurate, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's historically accurate. <laughs> It's a cartoon, Mom. I know that, Leanne. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's my that's my spiel. Go watch Elf. I love it. Yeah. It, there's nothing I... It's just fun. That's Literally, it's just fun and lighthearted, and who doesn't need that right now? So we go watch do. it. We all yeah. yeah. And uh, maybe you learned something about Elves today. I don't know. I love that. I love it. All right. Before you get started, you know what time it is. What time is it? It's time to hear from our sponsor. Awesome. This episode is sponsored by Hedgewitch Apothecary. Did you know that we run a plant magic company together? If not, now you do. I started Hedgewitch Apothecary back in 2016 with the hopes of creating plant magic and sharing it with the world. Lee joined in 2017 and the rest is history. So, if you're looking for some herbal goodies to stuff your stockings with this holiday season, make sure to check out hedgewitchapothecary.com for all of your witchy needs. And here's a secret surprise for the Uncle Bob's family. You can grab free shipping on any U.S. order of $75 or more now until Cyber Monday. Woohoo! All right, so it's my turn. Your, your, your turn. Your, your turn. You know, I just realized something. Do you know what I'm talking about today? I, know I you, do. I, I know you do because we watched it together the other night because it is one of our favorites. It is. So it is a holiday movie, but it's it's kind of like an ease into the holiday. It's not like in your face. Yes. It's, it's, it takes, takes place, place at the holidays, at the holidays, mm-hmm. but it's not all about, you know, Christmas. Right. So, um, but I just realized when I sat down that we have again, not intentionally come together because I was looking at the elf box 
on the set here. Okay. And I thought, oh, he's in New York. And my movie takes place in New York. Stop so it. apparently at Christmas time, New York must be one of the most magical places. So me and Jake actually went to New York City for our honeymoon mm-hmm. and we went like we got married on Halloween and I think we went on our honeymoon like mid November. Mm-hmm. And even then it was magical. Yeah, and they didn't even have the tree up at the right. They were starting Center. they were starting, starting to put it up. Yeah. And it I will say. I had never been to New York before, mm-hmm. and it was absolutely... Yeah? Yeah. It was I've just so been. different. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been. But it's going to be on the list after it's this. On the bucket list. I've got some places. I've got some stop stop and sees. Stop and sees. So the movie I am doing today is a, one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay. And I, is Serendipity. <gasps> Serendipity. Now, this movie was done in 2001, is considered a romantic comedy. Um, the film was on a $28 million budget and grossed 77.5 mil. What? So I feel like a lot of people don't know this movie. Yeah. But it didn't do bad. It was a it box, box office hit. I think, I think that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, so the cast, of course, plays a little bit into it because my all-time favorite actor... Mr. John Cusack. Mr. John Cusack. Mr. John Cusack uh, plays Jonathan Traeger. And Kate Beckinsale plays Sarah Thomas. Okay. And then this movie has got, like, the best supporting cast. It does. It's funny This as hell. is where the shits and gigs come in because, it, hilarious, Molly Shannon plays Eve, who owns a new age shop. Hysterical. Hilarious. Um, Eugene Levy. Plays uh, the sales clerk in Bloomingdale's. We love him. Jeremy Piven plays... um, Jeremy. Jeremy (laughs) plays uh, John Cusack's best friend, Dean. And uh, John Corbett plays Lars. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) And we were just talking about how he is so hilarious in this movie. And you're like, I don't think he was... I don't think he was supposed to be funny. (laughs) I don't know. We'll get to that. Um, Yeah. So, and Dean, uh, he writes... uh, the obits for the New York Times. Okay. Okay. So there's the cast. <clears throat> so here's the plot. During the Christmas season in New York, Jonathan and Sarah have a, a meet cute. A meet cute. A meet cute at Bloomingdale's as they both attempt to grab the last same pair of cashmere gloves at the counter. Are, and, are cashmere gloves like a thing? Yeah. I okay. mean, you know. Do I need to get some? Maybe. Okay. Cashmere is soft. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about fashion, so. Um, so they're, uh, you know, both grab for this last pair of gloves for each of their significant others. Mm-hmm. So it's setting up the fact that here we have this meet cute and they're both entangled with other people. Mm. Isn't that just about a bitch? Ain't that a bitch. Sparks ignite, though, and they end up... Uh, Sharing a dessert at Serendipity. Yes. So, what is Serendipity? So Serendipity is, uh, you know, is where the name of the movie comes from, but is actually a real place in New York oh. called Serendipity 3. And it's been there since 1954. Whoa. And it's actually was a, a happening hotspot. They are known for their famous dessert called frozen hot chocolate, which is the dessert that we can see uh, the two um, having yeah. 
um, while they're together. And uh, but people, Marilyn Monroe is a frequent visitor. Um, Salvador Dali. Andy wow. Warhol, and um, actually Jackie Onassis tried to buy the recipe for the frozen hot chocolate at one point because she was a, a visitor there at Serendipity. So, um, did they tell her to fuck off? Um, he did. Yeah. He didn't give her the recipe. He didn't give her the recipe, but he, he did, did offer to come to her home and make, and, it. And make it. She was probably um, like, oh, no, thank you. But apparently now there's a cookbook. Uh, that you can get in their gift shop, and it has the famous the frozen hot chocolate oh, uh, recipe. And actually, several films have been filmed there. And when you go in, you can actually ask for the star table where John Cusack and Kate Beckinsale sat and filmed. Um, I don't know if you have to pay extra for that, but oh my god, this is definitely on the list. Oh, it's on the list. I know. So I digress. So they end up, you know, sparks are flying, and they end up going and having this dessert. And the, the, the frozen hot chocolate, the frozen hot chocolate, famous at Serendipity, and um, you know he decides he's you know he wants to you know he's into see, this he wants he's into this even though he has a girlfriend and she's a boyfriend fuck her he's like into this <laughs> he's like hey that's like this has never happened to me before let's let's you know ch- exchange digits or what's it, whatever give me your digits give me your digits <laughs> Lore's pickup line. <laughs> What's your star sign? (laughs) I wonder what their star signs were. Ooh, fun. Okay. Um, So she tells him that uh, she chose this place that they went to because serendipity is her favorite word. Like myself, serendipity is one of my favorite words, along with tomfoolery and chicanery. Oh, okay. Those are my, th- <laughs> my three faves. Um, she tells him it's her favorite word because it means a fortunate accident. So in some of the research that I was doing, uh, people were saying she didn't quite get it right. Oh, really? <laughs> so the definition from the uh, dictionary is that serendipity is the occurrence and development of events by chance in a happy or beneficial way. Okay, that sounds so, like a happy accident. Why are people yeah. being an ass? I know, I know. Um, so she tells him that she pretty much lets fate determine um, her decisions and how she makes choices. Okay. So she feels that, you know, the time that they're meeting is just not the right time. And so they end up parting and going their separate ways. However... Quinky dink, each of them happens to leave something in serendipity. Oh shit. And they both come back to retrieve his scarf and she left the gloves that they were fighting over. Not the cashmere glove. The cashmere gloves at the exact same time. And so so then she takes that as fate telling her a second meet cute. A second meet cute. Okay. So then they end up going, um, ice skating they decide that they're going to continue this little date and they go ice skating and they learn some things about each other and i love when he tells her that his favorite movie is like cool hand luke Mm -hmm. and you know so they're just getting to know each other she falls and lol (laughs) you know weirdly a band-aid appears out of nowhere and a pen for him to draw her freckles and tell her that you know her freckles it's a romantic comedy mom yeah it's a rom-com that her freckles look like Cassiopeia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, she says, favorite New York moment. And he says, this one's climbing up there. Stop Isn't that it. sweet? <laughs> so they've had like the best night of their lives. And he says, okay, let's exchange numbers. She has him write 
or she writes her number yeah. on the piece of paper and goes to hand it to him and a gust of wind comes and blows it. And so she thinks fate is like... Back off, bitch. Back off, not the right time. And he's like, are you freaking kidding me right now? <laughs> like, what is happening? And so she decides that they should put something out into the universe. And if it comes back to each of them, then That's they were the meant... Sign. Right. So she has him write his name and phone number on a $5 bill, mm-hmm. which she then goes and buys a pack of certs or something and puts <laughs> it out into the universe. And she has the book Love in the Time of Cholera mm-hmm. and actually writes her name and number in it and tells him she's going to go sell it to a used bookstore the next day. But so she, if he finds the book and or and or she finds the $5 bill. They'll know how to get in okay. touch with each other and... They'll find each other than it was meant to be. How romantic. And he says, well, shouldn't we try one more time? And they end up going into the Waldorf Astoria. And she says, we'll get into an elevator. And if we hit the same floor and we end up, then we'll know. Otherwise, you know, whatever. And then we see the little devil on there. This little kid dressed as a devil. Everybody's like, why is he wearing a devil costume? I have no idea. It's not Halloween. But hey, <laughs> you know. Um, anyway, he puts a wrench in the plan. And he, they, they did press the same floor. But, yeah. you know, it doesn't end up happening. She leaves. And that's the end of that's it. That's the end of it. So. Every time he goes to a used bookstore or sees used books, he's looking for love in the time of cholera. And we jump to seven years. So in my research, it said that the, the, um, the timeline was supposed to be 12 to 15 years difference. Okay. But the director felt that John and Kate were not spry enough <laughs> To, to time hop that oh. much, and so it was a seven year different as we Ouch. can, yeah, subtle dress we kind of hear later in the movie. Okay, yeah, so you know, seven years hop by, and we see John's getting married to Hallie, and uh, in New York, he's still living in New York. Okay, and um, uh, Kate Beckinsale. Sarah. Sarah, yes, thank you, Uh Um, is actually in San Francisco, and she has just been proposed to by her boyfriend, Lars. Oh, Lars. Who? (laughs) I love Lars so much. He was a famous Shania player. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) And we always talk about uh, when it is a good proposal, though. It is. It's It's cute. It's to Annie Lennox uh, covers Bob Marley's I Don't Want to Wait in Vain, Mm -hmm. and it's uh, that's a good cover. It is a good cover. So both of them, even though they're in other relationships and they, um, they're both getting married, they're both getting married. They're both kind of still thinking of each other. Seven years later, man, seven years later, they can't kind of get out of each other's minds, you know, uh, that one night that they shared together. Must've been one hell of a date. One heck of a date. And, uh, they're, it seems like they're kind of getting cold feet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's he's uh, hooks up with his friend Dean, and he's trying to figure out how to find her, like how to find, like let's go to every bookstore, let's, you know, let's figure out how to find her. And she decides that she's going to take her friend Eve, played by Molly Shannon, and they're going to go to New York. Right. I mean, <laughs> does he even live there? Did she even like try to find out if he still lived there? No, she's just going on a whim. <laughs> she's just going because fate leads the way. Right. And is going to give her the clues and the signs that she needs, right? So they end up going there. And it's just like, 
a whole series of events that they just keep passing each other. They end up at the same place through instinct. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Excuse me. And it's just so cute, but it's kind of like frustrating frustrating because you're like oh my gosh like why can't these two get together and so you kind of feel bad for his fiance because you feel bad for both of the other significant others (laughs) yeah because he's really not present like he's you know he's like getting married in 24 hours and he's off trying to find this other girl and um you know that sucks yeah yeah and so uh she comes back to hotel and he, it, the funny thing is, is they're getting in the elevator and Molly Shannon's character, Eve, her friend, mm-hmm. sees John Cusack's fiance, realize that they were college roommates or something. Right. She invites her to the rehearsal. So now they're all like intertwining, right. right? They end up going to serendipity. She picks, Molly Shannon picks up her change from the table and it's the $5 bill with his name on it, puts it in her wallet. We're getting close. We're getting close. She ends up uh, going, um, Sarah goes up to her room and John Corp, you know, Lars is laying on the floor waiting for her. Does he have a Shania? He does. He doesn't have a (laughs) Shania with him. (laughs) But uh, she ends up realizing it's, you know, she's not into it. Lars, you're not it. And it's funny, you know, the funny thing is, is that both of these people are great people and they have a lot in common, but it's just not the person. It's just not it. It's just not it. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, that's very interesting if, you know, when you think about life and relationships and stuff like that. So she kind of ends it with him. Um, John Cusack, uh, his character, um, through many series of events, kind of finds her. Well, he thinks he finds her, but it's really her sister that he sees and she's in a relationship or whatever. So he decides that he just, he's getting married. So he needs to just end it. End the search. He needs to stop. He needs to end the search. And his friend basically tells him, well, maybe you're here doing what you're doing because you don't want to be where you're supposed to be. Right. And at the end of the rehearsal, his fiance gives him a gift and says, you know, every time we go into a bookstore, you, I see you looking for this book and I, you don't even have a copy and it's love in the time of cholera. And he opens it up and her name and number in there, Ooh, right? Girl, you played yourself. Ooh, Congratulations. Girl, you Ooh. just did yourself in. So anyway, they end up finally, fi- you know, figuring it out. I mean, go watch the movie. I don't want to give it's everything magical. away. It's beautiful. It is very magical. It's a great love story. And um, he ends up calling off the wedding. He goes to the ice skating rink where they had that great date. She had been there hours before and left her coat. He sits on the bench, picks up the coat. He goes out to the ice skating rink, and he's just laying there, like, thinking, what the hell? What the fuck? Where did my life go? And uh, all of a sudden, a black glove falls, and it's— Is it cashmere? It is cashmere, (laughs) and she finds him, and she finds him. And uh, he cries. Like, it's such a moment when he stands up and realizes it's her. And then the movie ends with them going back to Bloomingdale's where they first got the glove. And we realize that it's like a year or two later and they're married and or engaged or whatever. It's just a great love story. I highly recommend it. Please go watch it. It's a good rom-com. It is a good rom-com. It's, I don't know. I just love this movie so much, but... 
I, I, th- I feel like we have to just touch on the supporting cast just a few moments because they're so stinking hilarious. So you and I have this thing where we like, we have like our own language. People yeah. tell us all the time. And this is one of the movies. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that we definitely quote. And it's Lars because he's... <laughs> He's so funny, John Corbett. He was he supposed to be funny? I thought he was. You said no. <laughs> Thank you. You was. said no. So he's a new age uh, Shania player, and he's going on a world tour. Yep. And he's making music videos, playing the Shania. And I'm gonna let you say it. What we always say. <laughs> so the, he's making a music video, and it's like him fighting off a village of Vikings with his Shania. And he's like, you can't fend off a village of angry Vikings with a Shanai. It's illogical. It's illogical. And we say it all the time. People look at us like, what? I don't know why, but it's one of the funniest lines is, in a movie. It is one of the funny. And one of the other things that we always quote is return to me. Or yeah, return to me. Yeah. Yeah. And we're always like, is your ass ringing? <laughs> Matchy, matchy, green, green. Matchy, matchy, green, green. And one of the guys in that movie is actually John Cusack's dad. I love when you do this because my brain tries, I'm trying to connect the dots. Okay. Okay. John Cusack's dad. Yeah. It was in uh, Return to Me. Love it. So gotta love it. Um, Yeah. So he is hilarious. He is great comic relief. Jeremy Piven is great comic relief. Eugene Levy, forget about it. Anything he does is hysterical. He is so funny. And then Molly Shannon with her new age store. (laughs) It just reminds me of you sometimes. Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> Don't be mean. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I think it's hilarious, though. She is so funny. All of these supporting actors do such a great job to bring, like, comedy to what seems to be, like, the serious. Right. You know, they do a really good job. Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about fate and destiny. I love it. Yeah? Yeah, because you're going, like, everyday magic here. Mm-hmm. And I like that. This is everyday magic. Okay. So I wanted to talk a little bit about um, how the two terms seem to be used interchangeably. Okay. So a lot of times people use fate and destiny, you know, interchangeably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? I, what? <laughs> so, but they're completely different. And um, I, so I wanted to first kind of just go into what is the difference. Okay. So fate is considered, it's associated with with that which is predetermined, that which you cannot change, uh, things that are predetermined in our lives. So okay. when we can't, uh, things that are predetermined but that cannot be changed no matter how hard you try. So no matter what choice you make, it's going to end up how it was right, supposed to. Right, right. Okay. And you can prolong it or you it's can. It's happening. It's happening. Get on board. You can choose the road, road less traveled, but it's still going to bring you back to the same place, oh, right? Shit. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so overall, fate tends to be seen as a negative. Oh, okay. Yeah. So people who experience misfortune tend to believe that fate is the Behind cause. Mm. Um, like you have sealed your fate uh, or a fate worse than death. 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 Worse than death. <laughs> worse than death. <laughs> Immaculate. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So in Greek mythology, the three fates were three sisters. Uh, I know I'm going to butcher these names. They're rarely mentioned by name, but uh, the first one is Clotho. 
Okay. And she is the spinner of life's thread. The second is, I think this is how you say it, but I could be completely wrong. LaCasey. And she is the allotter of a person's destiny. Ooh, okay. And then the third sister is Atropos, and she cuts the thread of death. Oh. So these wow. three, like I said, these three are rarely mentioned by name, but they're called the three fates. And okay. they are seen to have more power and control, like they can even have control over Zeus, who is the most powerful of all the Greek gods. So they're so, like the top yeah. of the... They're the top dogs. Shit. Okay. Right. Love that. Yeah. That's very interesting. Right. And so then destiny is considered a much more positive connotation. Okay. So destiny is considered that which has been firmly established. When we choose to step up and take responsibility for our lives, we can shape our destiny instead of leaving our lives to fate. So destiny can be shaped... Mm-hmm. And changed, whereas yeah. fate cannot. Right. I see. Okay. Yes. So um, the notion that fate implies a limitation of human freedom, and while it is obvious that everyone's freedom is limited due to circumstances, belief in fate or destiny adds the idea that there is a preordained course of action and that no personal effort can alter. So destiny in particular indicates a given direction and a possible purpose to our lives where fate refers to the predetermined course of events. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which can affect the world at large or a specific individual. And mm-hmm. it's a belief that there's a fixed order to the universe. Okay. Okay. All right. I don't think that I realized that there was such a distinct difference. Yeah, I won't right. even lie about it. Well, and most people don't. So I've got I got this information from the New World Encyclopedia, but there is a very distinct difference. But as they said, most people use them interchangeably. Right, right. So that's why I thought it was important to, you know, definitely separate. Um, the very thought that, it, um, that an individual... You want to try that again? Yeah. What I was it? Talk. What was it? Shut it. Try it again. The very thought that an invisible, unexplained (laughs) guiding force is at work in our lives is contrary to the scientific mindset. Mm. So I found that very interesting. So Mulder versus Scully here. Okay. And many educated people today would be reluctant to admit a belief in such ideas. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Well, see, I but, know that this is not, you know, I know I can't do math, but mm-hmm. I am educated. Mm-hmm. And I am a firm believer in, like, and yeah. in both, fate yeah. and destiny. Yeah. Well, but we're not of a scientific mind. Like, That's we're, true. We I'm not, not a scientist. I, but hey, we don't. I know this is hard to believe. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> a scientist. I am not a scientist. <laughs> but we tend to not go in that linear, yeah. you know, that linear right, right. Uh, mindset. Um, but when you think back to the ancient times when people did not have, you know, phones or science or math, <laughs> uh, you know. I still don't. <laughs> I mean, they believed in, you know, that's where uh, games of chance came in, where mm. everything was determined from through the gods. And, you know, like okay. Greek mythology has like, there's a god for everything. I the know. god of the sea, the god of love, the god I of, love you know that. what I mean? I find that I so know. cool. Isn't it? Um, and those people basically... Move them around like hmm. chess pieces on a board. You know what right. I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. 
Um, so it's said that fate is strongly connected with Greek mythology, and it is written in a lot of their stuff, whereas destiny is strongly related to um, a lot of religions. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That is interesting. And as we can see in the movie Serendipity, there is a lot of Greek mythology mentioned throughout the movie. So yeah. I definitely pay attention to that. And that was one of the things I was like, why is there so much mention of that? So when John Cusack draws the freckles and he talks about Cassiopeia um, and he, he says that the constellation looks like Cassiopeia. So basically she was a queen and she was beautiful, um, but very arrogant and vain. And so the God of the sea, Poseidon, placed her in the heavens upside down for all of eternity. And so Jonathan tells Sarah that she made one mistake and paid for eternity, which was kind of a foreshadowing as to... Girl, you about to do the same thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> you about to do the same thing. Um, so Dean references uh, Epictetus, I think I say that right, um, saying that if you want to improve, be content to be thought foolish and stupid. And he also talks about how the Greeks did not like obituaries and that they only asked one question when a man died, did he have passion? So a lot of Greek mythology brought up throughout the movie, which I thought was just very yeah. interesting since the movie is about fate and serendipity. Love that. Yeah? Yeah. It's pretty interesting, right? It's very cool. Mm-hmm. So just a few little fun facts. That's all I have. Give it to me. Um, well, we already talked about serendipity being a real place. Yeah. Um, and we already t actually talked about John Cusack's dad being in Return to Me. So um, the film was made in 2000, released okay. in 2001. Gotcha. And so after 9-11, the film had already been made. So they had gone in and all of the New York City skyline scenes where you could see the Twin Towers were all digitally removed oh, from the geez. movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's very sad. Yeah. So um, that is my story about um, serendipity. serendipity. So I love that. Mm -hmm. I do. I think that was a very cool lesson. I love that movie. Yeah. I did not know a lot about that, like yeah. about the fate versus destiny thing. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that fate was necessarily like a Greek mythology You ideal. know why you don't know? Why is that? Because oh, you don't okay. watch uh, Ray Harryhausen in Clash of the Titans. Would you get over it? <laughs> oh my God. It's all about that, actually. <laughs> I'm going to hear that until I die. <laughs> until you watch Clash oh. of the Titans. So it's funny because this movie drives Jake insane. Serendipity does? Yes. Why? Because he does not understand why the girl just doesn't, yeah, like why she won't just be with him. And I said, like, think about it. Like, if me and him would have met when we were eighteen, mm -hmm. okay, what did we meet when we were like twenty one? Okay, mm -hmm. so take it even farther back. Mm -hmm. Were we ready to be with each other? Absolutely not. Right. Sometimes it's just not the right time. Right. So I like that idea in this movie that like they're meant to be together, but mm -hmm. it's just not the right time. Right. Like I feel like we've all had those moments. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, we do follow a lot of signs and yes we do you know uh fate and destiny and yeah. you know we're very attuned uh, in to our surroundings yeah. and i think you can learn a lot you know from that if you pay attention if you pay attention yeah now if we were scientists we'd probably think that we well, were like crazy but <laughs> well you know i, don't I know. mean 
We're not. So there you go. No. Well, I, I love that. Yeah. I thought I just love this movie so much. I just think it's so great. What a beautiful lesson. Isn't it though? Yeah. Yeah. All I right. love it. Way to go. Way to go. Up top. Awesome. So it gets us into the holiday spirit. We're just in the a holiday bit. spirit, everyone. There's yes. two holiday movies. We're going to get a little holiday esque. I think so. I mean, I don't, I don't think, uh, I mean, we're usually really pretty heavy into, uh, well, pop culture and magic anyway, but, you know, specifically around Halloween. But, I mean, it's always said the most magical time of the year is uh, Christmas or Yule. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you know, know we have to represent. And with that beautiful segment, <laughs> we're going to go into Killer Quotes of the Week. All right, my killer quote of the week is Francisco. That's fun to say <laughs> from Buddy the Elf, and that was sent in by Trapped in the Broom Closet. That's a good one, Francisco. Francisco. All right, mine is, and I can already tell I love this. Life is not merely a series of meaningless accidents or coincidences, but rather it's a tapestry of events that culminate in an exquisite, sublime plan from serendipity. Serendipity. <laughs> serendipity. <laughs> and that was sent in by Lavender Loon. Thank uh, you so much. I love that. Love that. That's beautiful. Yeah, this is such a great movie. I both love of when, them. Uh, both are beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love when you guys send in quotes that are like that fit the topics we're yeah. talking about. Oh. Yeah, good job, guys. If you want to be next week's killer quote of the week, make sure to follow us uh, on Instagram and I will tell you what to do to become the killer quote. And we just have to do an extra plug. If you are looking for some holiday gifts and you've got some Uncle Bob's fans, you can go to UncleBob'sMagicCabinet.com and you can yes. buy a koozie or a sweatshirt. Yes. Or you can support us on Patreon and you can get things like buttons and secret, you know, secret items that are only for the Patreon subscribers. Yes. So please check that out. Yes. Uh, we love you guys. We hope you are having a good holiday season so far. Yes. Lovely. All right. We'll see you well, next good. week, guys. TTFN. All right. Cut, print, check the gate. Moving on.